Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I've got uh, here with a friend today, a friend, Bill James. He's in Evansville, Indiana. Bill, welcome. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, thank you, Nate. Uh, well, I am in Evansville, Indiana, working with a multi-specialty ophthalmology practice in Evansville. We have offices in southern Indiana, southern Illinois, and northwestern Kentucky. And uh, have it, having a multi-specialty group presents its own set of problems because you have different uh, different subspecialties having different needs. So Nate has been a big help for us. Tell us a bit about, you know, I'm always trying to tell folks, hey, you know, when was the last time you impressed somebody with a canned report? And it kind of, that, you know, that's the third and never, right? Tell us a little bit about how custom reports and what we've done to kind of pull information out of your practice management system that was different or, you know, unique as compared to what you could get out of a canned report. Well, what we found was that uh, we had a couple of people who were spending the better part of half of a day trying to get uh, reports out of the system and then change them over to be the way that, uh, that, that, that the doctors wanted to see them. And we engaged uh, Nate uh, to come in and take a look at those. And what was taking half a day or longer uh, ended up taking about seven clicks of a mouse to get what we need. And it's extremely helpful if we want to do go from month end to quarter end to year end. Uh, and it's just a quick couple of clicks to get very granular on that. You know, and you bring up a good point, Bill. I'm trying to tell folks, you know, one of the most important things you can do with your data is automate it, especially in times like the pandemic where you really need data now and you want to do what you used to do monthly, weekly. I mean, that's really hard to do if it took half a day. I mean, you know, half a day once a month is bad. Half a day once a week is awful. Well, and, and the, the other part of that uh, story is this individual doesn't spend all of her time just creating reports. She has She has her main job and for us to drag her away from, for four to six hours was time spent that could have been spent elsewhere. And it's been very helpful to produce, uh, to have, to have this automation for us. Let's change gears to one other thing. I've, I've been trying to convince folks that it's a good idea to do an appointment scrubber for, for some time now. And, you know, I, um, some of my groups do it and you started doing it recently. Um, just for 30 seconds of background, what an appointment you folks are familiar with claim scrubber. What we're doing with an appointment scrubber is instead of looking at claims before they go out the door, we're looking at appointments before they come to the door, trying to find folks that either have a problem with the appointment that we should have known about beforehand and try not to waste physician's time and the patient's time, having them come to an appointment where we're not going to get paid or we can't see them or whatever. Tell us a little bit about your experience at Tally Eye with uh, the claim scrubber or the appointment scrubber and what that's done for you. Well, it's it's been helpful in that uh, we'll have with the multi specialty uh, multi specialty ophthalmology practice, we'll have some doctors who do cataract evaluations and some doctors who do retinal evaluations. And there's no sense to set up a cataract evaluation with one of our retina docs because they don't do that. And staff have been told which appointments go with which doctor. But when you're dealing with uh, with nine doctors and phones ringing off the hook all day, uh, mistakes happen. It's So the appointment scrubber uh, acts as, as a safety net for us. If we um, uh, accident, if one of the staff accidentally puts a cataract evaluation with a retina guy, it'll spit back out to, the, uh, to that department supervisor who can turn around and make that change. Um, another thing that it's been helpful with, with our, um, with our retina doctors, we do a lot of intravitreal injections for diabetic macular edema, macular degeneration, uh, 
uh, macular edema due to retinal vascular occlusions and things like that. And those have a hard and fast rule that they that appointments need to be 28 days or more apart. If we go under that 28-day uh, window, then uh, we will get denied. And some of these drugs are 2000 bucks a pop. And if it, it the, the scrubber will go in and if it sees that, hey, wait a minute, you scheduled 26 days out or 27 days out, it will, it will automatically catch that so we can go back and, and talk to the patients and get them scheduled appropriately. So we are, our, uh, so our front end is a lot quicker. Uh, another thing that we use it for, uh, when we have uh, patients who are uh, VA patients, they will frequently need an authorization, which usually takes three to four weeks, uh, just with the way the way the wheels turn slowly out there. And whenever we have an appointment who or a patient who's scheduled for an appointment with the VA insurance, it will automatically fire off an email to our authorization department so they can get started and uh, can automatically be on board and ready so that uh, they're we're ahead of the game that way. Yeah, thanks, Bill. And none of this is to throw stones at staff or they should be more careful or none of that. I mean, Bill's points is very valid that they're busy and the phone's ringing off the hook and they're trying to do things. And I think the other thing that happens is, you know, a patient will call and say, hey, you know, I, I can't get a ride on Tuesday. Can I, can I come the, the previous Thursday or something like that? And you try to accommodate the patient. You say, sure, without realizing that, oh, you want to come for a $2,000 injection that I'm not going to get paid for. Well, then we got to work this. And it just catches some of those things that you wouldn't see otherwise. And you don't have to catch very many of those, Bill, to make it well worth our time looking. Absolutely. And I, I'm a big fa- uh, big believer in safety nets. Uh, if Now, if the same employee is making the same mistake 15 times in a two-week period, then we need to have a conversation. But sure. if it's, it, the, these have proven to be one-offs. And if they are that quick and they get fixed quickly, then we're, we're in much better shape for it. This has been very helpful. If you were to say one thing to a practice manager who's on the fence and saying, is it worth, you know, the CAN report's good enough. Is it worth my time to try to do something custom or try to dig in and really get to my data? What advice would you give them? Uh, I would say definitely go for it. Uh, another thing on the on the custom reports, we, speaking of these um, drugs that we inject into the in, in, into patients with edema issues, we are able to get down to a gran- to a level of granularity that uh, none of us thought was possible. I can go back and find out through a, a I go quarter by quarter and I see exactly which uh, which doctor injected which drug how many times and then look directly at the revenue generated by a patient by date of service and and so I can do an analysis on that to. Uh, really get to the level of how much are we getting paid per injection over uh, over a 90-day period. And it's it's a level of granularity that I just have not been able to achieve with any uh, any report uh, that, uh, that an EHR has produced for me. Sometimes these EHRs try to be A to Z, soup to nuts, look, we can do everything. And they, you know, they're kind of they're, they're kind of jack of all trades, kind of, but they're master of absolutely none. And just the ability to say, this is the way we use the EMR, and this is what matters in our practice. Maybe it's our physician comp scheme or our, our competitive situation with where we are with you know, providers or whatever. That ability to just be customized and really see your data the way nobody else wants to see it, I think is a big deal. 
Well, each doctor has different wants and needs, and they they have in their mind's eye what their data needs to look like for them to understand what's going on and to have it be just in a, in the generic reporting function of your PM EMR uh, versus what if you can crank it out into an Excel spreadsheet and really make it appear the way you want it. It's a huge difference. Bill, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. You've been a great supporter for years, and it's always great to talk to you. All right. Thank you, Nate. Thank you.